Hello, and welcome to Unsubscribe, the podcast where we examine the commitments which power us. In the beginning of 2018, I spent a few days in Asheville, North Carolina, and I met up with a few different unsubscribers. In this episode, I have a conversation with strength and conditioning coach Becca Lee, who co-owns and is based out of the gym and online community Strength Ratio. We talk about the challenges of owning a business, social media for those of us of a certain age, haha, and Becca's unsubscribed life path. I left our conversation super energized, even if you can't tell. And even though lately I've been more about yoga, as I say in the interview, if I ever make it back to Asheville, I will definitely find a reason to make it to strength ratio for some sort of coaching session. You can find out more about them, their online community, and their podcast at strengthratiohq.com. On a housekeeping note, my life has gotten pretty busy, and I'm releasing this podcast on a more sporadic schedule. I started serving at the restaurant Black Belly in Boulder, uh, and that place is pretty awesome. You should come by and say hi. The food is is really stellar. Uh, as far as the podcast goes, the best way to stay abreast of episode releases is to join our mailing list, which you can do at unsubscribeshow.com. And there you can also find the show notes for this episode, as well as the show notes and links to all our other episodes. Without further ado, or any other cliches, I hope you enjoy this conversation with the ridiculously awesome Becca Lee. Cheers. Well, well, I yeah. So that's and this is gonna bleed right into the conversation probably. Cool. But yeah, we're in a um, basically sort of a warehouse building in Asheville, and it's been freezing. Mm-hmm. So um, and we just had to cut the heat off, so so it didn't drown out our voices. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so this location is um, so the business I'm a part of now is called Strength Ratio. And uh, my good friend, Zach Greenwald, who you met on the way out, mm-hmm. um, founded Strength Ratio um, while he and I were both coaching, at the time, coaching CrossFit. And we became really good friends um, because we worked worked and coached together. And uh, at the time, he was starting to go into individualized coaching. Um, and his business became Strength Ratio. And I was also doing individual coaching at the same time. And um, really... Uh, and that and that was Element Athlete, and um, over the last almost two years, um, we came together and decided to go into business together. We have a third um, a third partner, Kyle Klichenko, and um, we just realized like, wow, if we can just bring all of our um, our tools and our personalities together, we can make this amazing. Uh, product and this amazing community and so strength ratio initially was just and same with element athlete was just an online coaching service really um the platform was working with people remotely and working some with people um in person here in Asheville. so we um decided to uh bring it all together and just really see what we could do um for both a remote so online business and also a um, actual community here in Asheville. Mm-hmm. And um, we are, let's see, almost, I guess in April, this coming April, we will have been open two years for the on-site cool. gym. But Strength Ratio will have been, as a business, online business, I think four or five years. Mm-hmm. So 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. So we're here in the gym. Yeah. Uh, and to me, it looks like any other CrossFit gym. Yep. Yep. So what differentiates strength ratio from That's any other? That's a great question. Um, we technically aren't a CrossFit affiliate. Um, Kyle and I, uh, Zach and I especially have a background in CrossFit and that's like so, um, so rich and it definitely has defined my, um, life as an athlete and as a coach and same with him. Um, but we, you know, um, really we got, um, out of the CrossFit model, um, to focus more on individualized training and individualized training is difficult to do in a CrossFit model. So everybody in a typical CrossFit class will, do the exact same workout, mm-hmm. right? So everybody's warm up is exactly the same. Everybody's kind of like strength prescription is the same. Um, people are often are t- trying to lift the same weights as other people. And um, what we realized is that, wow, in that model, it's really hard for someone to actually make individual progress mm-hmm. and really work on them as an individual and as a unique, unique person, mm-hmm. as a unique athlete. And so, we, you know, strength ratio, our main goal and mission is individualized programming where it opened us up to, it doesn't matter if your goal is CrossFit or you're a long distance runner or you're an endurance athlete or you're an Olympic weightlifter. Um, the fact that you're doing an individualized program, we can tailor everything to your goals and your sport. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it's become so much bigger than just looking at the CrossFit model. We Mm -hmm. do work with crossfitters and Olympic weightlifters and powerlifters and strongmen and runners. And I, I especially am really drawn to working with people that are kind of in the outdoor athlete realm. Mm -hmm. Um, that being most of my background, Mm -hmm. um, and bringing kind of like the scientific training model to outdoor athletes is a whole new thing. (laughs) And there's people out there who are starting to bridge those gaps. And that's certainly something that I'm trying to do in my own way as well. Um, but that, you know, this idea that you can bring periodized training to, um, somebody who just wants to go out and mountain bike or wants Mm -hmm. to go out and climb, Mm -hmm. um, and they can, and you can benefit from that greatly. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's a hard gap to, to fill, I think, Mm -hmm. um, because they're, they can seem like so, um, opposite worlds, you know, it's kind of like, well, my gym quote unquote is being outside and you want me to be in the gym indoors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but there can be so much amazing stuff that gets done if those two worlds can be bridged. Mm-hmm. And um, we work a lot with people that are um, have injuries or trying to prevent injuries. And um, when you bridge those worlds, you can suddenly keep somebody, um, you know, you can increase their longevity uh-huh. as a climber or as a mountain biker or mm-hmm. whatever their sport is. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're getting the strength that they need, the individualized aspect that they need in the gym mm-hmm. to go out and really like fulfill what they are drawn to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like I said, it's still a gap cool. in those two worlds, yeah. but, um, slowly trying to inch those together mm-hmm. and weave them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have a question in that, uh, I did a mountain bike training program. I was training for yeah. a 68 mile race and it was periodized trading, yeah. but the periodized part or whatever, uh, yeah. you know, other than the long rides, which were once a week, we did 
uh, two road rides. A yeah, week. yeah. Um, so what would what would it look like? In, it sounds like that's not what you're talking about. Well, you know, I think that you know it's interesting because cycling actually the the cycling world has been using periodized training for a long time. Okay. Um, I think that the way that when we work with athletes is we would bring in a strength component, a strength training component mm-hmm. to that. So, um, you know, where shoring up any weaknesses in terms of um, muscles or certain movements that are needed to help support the sport, right? So for, for somebody who's cycling, you know, looking at, okay, what are the, what are the areas that you need to be strong in um, and, and durable in? And then how can we help support that in the gym? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think with, with cycling especially and with a lot of other sports, there's a lot of repetitive motion uh-huh. that, can be, that can lead to, um, you know, just little aches and pains that right. crop up. Um, and if they go unchecked, they become injuries where people are then like, oh, I can't do, I can't bike or I can't climb right now. And that, if, if somebody's like, can't do something that's an injury you know if you if you can kind of muddle through and it's like well it's not that bad I can I can kind of keep climbing it's fine it's probably not an injury until the point of like oh I actually can't do something now Mm -hmm. um so those repetitive movements often can lead to overuse Mm -hmm. you know and so periodize meaning like okay let's look at your year let's look at where you really want to push and let's peak for that and then what are the times in your year where um, you can afford to not to be off the bike a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of shoring up all these other things and increasing strength so that when you go back into the next part of your year where you're really wanting to like peak towards some major biking event, you've um, you're you're ready for it, you know. And I think a lot of times the break from somebody's quote unquote sport mm-hmm. can be healthy for the mind and the body to just reset and can give you you know renewed energy to go back into your next season or to your next event Mm -hmm. with more motivation to really push you know um Mm -hmm. cool yeah um i see this big gym yeah and three owners (laughs) yeah and uh but not a crossfit model right do, do you do group classes or is it all individual that's a good question. We do do group training, yes. Um, we have two programs. So one is called our hybrid strength and conditioning. And it's um, in that cl- you know in that program, it's about an hour of lifting and um, metabolic conditioning. Um, it looks different in that compared to a CrossFit class, you know, it's probably 75 to 80% um, strength training. Mm-hmm. And then whereas a CrossFit class would probably be flipped. You know, there might be 25, 30% strength training and then the rest of it metabolic conditioning um, which is not necessarily a bad model it's a good model um, but our platform here is we really want to get um, have pe- have people's uh, strength be their base and mm-hmm. their um, the place that they are operating and going into the world from um, and so you'll see a lot of focus on that in our group training and then our other class and that's a less technical class so we do teach um, barbell movements in that class um, but we um, you know nothing is there's no um, really uh, technical lifts. Mm-hmm. Our weightlifting team training program has the more technical snatch and clean and jerk. Mm-hmm. And so our focus with that class is on a lot of hands-on coaching. Mm-hmm. And, and that's our big focus um, with all of our classes, but particularly in the weightlifting, um, because it is such a specific um, movement. Mm-hmm. You know, our class sizes are small because we really want to give people one-on-one attention. Yeah. 
you know, even if even in the in the group mm-hmm. setting model. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I'm one of those people who got hurt in a CrossFit class. Yeah, right? yeah, it was during snatching. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and what was the size of the class and how many coaches? Oh and, yeah, I mean yeah. the coach wasn't even there. Right. Like, right. There was. I'm so was, sorry that happened. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the worst, right? Like, it is. And the, I mean, when I say the coach wasn't there, he was counting someone else's yeah. snatches. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. Uh, such a bummer. And yeah. then I disappeared. Yeah. And they don't know. Yeah. Right. Other than that. Yeah. Some data point. Right, yeah. That yeah. I didn't show back up. Yeah. That's and that's like that's like our when we were deciding what's our philosophy was important. We what we wanted to unsubscribe from mm-hmm. was we didn't want to be, you know, one coach in a sea of this room of people just. You know, too many people um, potentially not you know, not us being able to properly coach them, yeah. you know? And so we, we, um, consciously chose to, we're going to have a group program, but we don't want it to get so, we don't want it to grow so big that we cannot keep up with the growth mm-hmm. that we don't, you know, that we don't have a personal connection with each, each person that's in class. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we might have a class that only has one or two people mm-hmm. <laughs> and people will come in and be like, that are new and like, is there a class going on? And I'm like, yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's one or two people here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you have to be a really specific person, I think, to be able to, to be able to be, to want to be in that setting. Right. Cause there are people who are like, oh my God. I just want to be in the back. I don't want yeah. anybody to watch me. I don't want any help. I just, I just, yeah. you know, um, but you know, so you have to be able to be willing to put yourself out there too, to be in our model. Mm-hmm. Um, because we do, because it is so individually yeah. focused. Um, and so kudos to all the, the athletes that have come with us and that work with us because mm-hmm. they put themselves out there every time they walk in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, they know that we're watching. And, you know, our coaching style is very supportive. Um, at the same time, we're not going to just sugarcoat everything mm-hmm. either. You know, mm-hmm. if there's something that needs to be improved, we may say, hey, let's take the weight down mm-hmm. and let's just focus on this movement. Let's cool. focus on the feeling. Let's focus on, you know, um, because we don't want to, we don't want people getting injured sure, and sure. just never wanting to come back. We've we've unsubscribed in certain ways to mm-hmm. subscribe to the individual model. Mm-hmm. Really, cool. yeah. I know that strength is really important for yeah. long term health. It can yeah. be really valuable for yeah. long term health. Yeah. Uh, which I think I've read somewhere uh, on on your site or either Element Athlete or Strength yeah. Ratio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting because there were most of the studies like in. Uh, the you know health and health and science field if, if you look back have been really focused on cardiovascular health mm-hmm. and obviously we know like cardiovascular health is a sign it's a marker for longevity mm-hmm. you know um, but there weren't a, there there hasn't been a ton of stuff done on um, strength and muscle mass you know with with women especially we do know that bone density contributes to longevity mm-hmm. um, but they're finding now that um, like muscle mass itself is an indicator for longevity Mm -hmm. and specifically um leg mass and if you think about it like as people age you know your your um balance gets Mm. off your risk of falling or injury or things like that and so kind of makes sense that okay if people can have a solid and strong you know foundation which is their legs and their hips and their feet then they're going to be so much more able to move throughout their world and their life and be less at risk for, mm-hmm. you know, injury, which could lead to 
X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, so that, you know, I love research, but I'm not a huge um, sort of like gatherer of it. Um, But there's so much interesting stuff happening right now Mm -hmm. in in, um, just about the human body in general. Yeah. You know, not even related to strength stuff, but, Mm -hmm. um, and we just, we're still learning yeah. stuff every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's, I don't know if you want to turn to this point, but I work as a massage therapist too. And even in like the physical realm of like fascia and connective tissue and muscle, like we still don't really even know mm-hmm. everything there is to know mm-hmm. about the body. And no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so did you happen to see, there was an article in the times two or three days ago about high intensity interval training for, uh, like, 80, 90 year olds. I didn't see it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Like, um, you know, I'll link to it and, yeah. and I'll send you an email. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to. But it was like in under 30 year olds or something like that. Yeah. High intensity interval training fires something like 250 genes. Huh. Okay. And in over 50 year olds or over six, some other older group. Yeah. It fires over 400 genes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. Really, really cool. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, I need to. So. I need to see that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. did you say your background was in outdoors? Yeah, yeah. And um, so my background, really, like when you know, with with the idea of unsubscribe, that just um, resonates with me so much because, cool. like, just even going, you know, further back into my life, like you, you, I've you dropped it in the last answer. So oh, really? Like, effortlessly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. Um, I. Uh, I, I grew up in Washington, D.C., um, and, you know, I didn't, my family was not outdoorsy. They, my family was not um, very active, actually, at all. But I just had this, from being a kid, like, in elementary school, I just had this bend toward physicality, mm-hmm. and that was my expression. Um, and so I was a very um, sort of athletic, tomboyish kid, and I got the opportunity to go to summer camp one year, probably about 12 and um you know it was in the woods outside of washington dc it really wasn't wilderness or anything um and i came back and my mom was just like whoa you're like a different person like this was an amazing experience for you and while she didn't want to go to the woods and camp for two weeks she saw the impact it had on me and so from there she sent me to these amazing summer camps during the summer like that was a priority she was and every year i would come back with just feeling more empowered and just more of a full person. Um, and she really helped support that in me, even though that wasn't like her vision for myself, Mm -hmm. you know, and that just like turned into, um, you know, working at summer camps and learning about leading backpacking trips and turned into later in college, um, becoming uh, a rock climber and sort of being mentored by older climbers, um, into, going climbing outside and um, just it opened up this whole new world and I actually met a guy at a climbing gym um, in I went to school in uh, Greensboro North Carolina and I met a guy at the climbing gym his name was Anthony Francis and he's he was like you know what are you gonna do when you get out of school and I'm like oh, I don't know I was a sociology major psychology major you know I knew I liked people I liked working with people I liked helping people but I really wasn't sure what I was gonna do and uh, he said well, you should look into Outward Bound. And I was like, oh, cool, what's that? And he's like, you could, you know, he's like, you could get paid to go backpacking and climbing. And I'm like, wait, what? You know, and I'm like 20 years old, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that sounds amazing. 
And um, I, a couple, you know, when I got out of school, I graduated from college and I just, you know, I, I was never one of these people that was drawn to the, to the nine to five, like typical, like get a job. And, you know, I saw my mom go through that. I saw everybody in DC where I grew up going through that. And I was like, just not drawn to that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, let me look at this outward bound thing. And so you're, you know, several years later, I looked into it and got a, applied to do an apprenticeship, an instructor apprenticeship, um, and was accepted. And the apprentice program was like 110 days here in North Carolina. And so that's what brought me to the mountains Mm -hmm. of, of Asheville. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a school that's based here. Mm -hmm. The administrative program is based here. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's three, at the time there were three satellite base camps around. And, uh, so I did the apprenticeship program and it just, everything was just flowing and just was this amazing, amazing thing. And, um, I spent 11 years full time working for Outward Bound. And when I say full time, that's a very like loose Uh term. Uh Sure. Um, and, and really, you know, Outward Bound really led me into being able to live, you know, what you, what you all call like an unsubscribed life. Mm -hmm. And it just fit so naturally. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't feel like I was fighting anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I would, I very quickly learned from talking to the older, you know, the older instructors, the more senior staff that, okay, I could like work, like work my butt off and take as many courses and lead as many trips as I, as I absolutely could for, you know, from spring all the way through the end of the fall and just work until they kick me out until they mm-hmm. close the school and like, okay, there's no more students. Mm-hmm. And I would just save up my money, you mm-hmm. know, cause I wasn't, wasn't paying for food. I wasn't right. paying for lodging. Um, you know, there were a few little incidental things, but wasn't paying for housing. And so I would just save up my money and take the winners off and to just dive into, well, one, just kind of refocus, like, okay, I've been spending the year basically with groups of people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I haven't been alone. I need some alone time. Mm -hmm. And just to, just to travel and like get out and like see the rest of the country. Um, so probably, you know, I was in a really awesome routine for like four to five years of working really hard, saving all my money, and then just traveling for the winter. And Mm -hmm. several of those, I just, you know, went out west and I had a van. Uh-huh. Also, I've heard uh-huh. about your Previa. Uh-huh. I love it. Everything you said about it, I'm like, oh, yes, yes, yes. These are the advantages. Um, you can sleep anywhere. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, spent spent time out west traveling and climbing primarily at the time. And um, one year um, during those years, I spent um, saving up and going to Europe and climbing all over Europe and um, pr- basically anywhere I could climb where it was warm enough because uh-huh. it was the winter. Right. Um, and uh, so I spent a lot of time in like the Southwest and cool. um, yeah. And that was just like amazing, amazing years for me, you mm-hmm. know, as a, as just a, um, a woman living in our society mm-hmm. because, you know, one of my friends joked with me cause I had this um, old, old beat up Chevy um, Beauville. It was called a Beauville. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was in 1984, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I bought it here locally in Asheville. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had I'd, I'd worked all the whole season, mm-hmm. and I was like, "All right, I need a van. I'm going to go out west. I'm going to live in the van." I'm gonna, and I found it was like on some Craigslist ad or something, and I bought this van for $650. It had 
It had bullet holes in the side window. <laughs> and not full on, but like kind of like BB gun. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it was so sketchy. Mm-hmm. It had tinted windows, like dark tinted windows. It was painted gray and dark blue. I mean, it just looked super sketchy. Mm-hmm. And um, I just decided that was the van for me. Mm-hmm. And it was a de- old diesel van and it smelled. and um, But it was great. And I and my friends just said it was the funniest thing because I would like show up somewhere you know to a climbing area Mm -hmm. I'd park the van Mm -hmm. you know and people are like their eyes are kind of if they're standing in the parking lot their eyes are kind of like going like oh gosh who is this this van looks sketchy Mm -hmm. pull up you know and then it's me that jumps out and Mm -hmm. I'm this like really short you know Mm -hmm. happy you know um half Korean Asian woman getting out (laughs) and just the like the opposites, yeah. you know, that you, you yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't expect that. So um, so those were really, really fun years. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, just really set me on a path of, like, unsubscribing, mm-hmm. you know, and realizing, okay, what, like, what, what do I need to do in life? What, what am I meant to do? You know, because there's only so many years, at least for me, that I could sustain working at a place like Outward Bound. It's so, so intense um, when you're with, on the courses and with students and, and it's so rewarding, um, but for me, it was it wasn't sustainable long term. You know, like at my heart, I'm an introvert, and so like living eight nine months of the year with groups of ten to twelve people was really draining. Yeah. And I had to figure out, okay, where's the middle ground? You know, where where can I be still like working with people and feeling like I'm making a difference in this world? but also doing something that feeds me. There's, you know, and so that, I searched for that for several years and and I didn't have a plan for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, I, uh, and I, and I, it was, at, it was in that time actually that I did find CrossFit. And um, I was really fortunate to grow up in a CrossFit community here in Asheville that was um, great coaching, great owners, you know, um, really focused on, uh, overall health and technique and all of that. And so I, um, I, I kind of, you know, again, had this reawakening in my body and my physicality and, um, and, uh, found this newfound, you know, strength that I didn't know I had, you know, I thought, okay, well, I've worked in Outward Bound and I've, I've done solo backpacking trips. I've traveled in Europe by myself. I've traveled this country by myself. I'm a pretty strong person but I found this whole other side of me that I didn't know was there. Hmm. And so that kind of led into, um, you know, I, w- I ended up going back to school um, as a, um, for massage therapy and figuring out, and it just kind of carved out this, this path where, wow, I can actually help people feel better in their bodies and empowered and strong in, from both a therapeutic perspective in my massage therapy work, um, but also in a coaching perspective, and um, you know, I I apprenticed and trained as a as a coach um, at this gym for many years, and um, and then got to that point where I was like, okay, like I'm ready for the next thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm ready. F- I'm ready for the next challenge. Like I've gotten so much um, from these experiences, and I'm ready to like go out into the world and like kick it up a notch. You know, and that and that was in those years where um, I met Zach and I, um, you know, we really started thinking there's got to be another model, there's mm. got to be another way that we can help people. We're, you know, and so through all these different paths, um, just 
I, I started coaching more full time and, uh, and you know, strength ratio kind of came out of that path. And cool. so mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah, but I, I really think that my, the foundation of like the stuff that I did at Rebound just, it just put me on that projectile of like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna figure out a way to like feed myself, but also how can I help feed other people? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing is like you asked that question earlier or, or um, through our email correspondence, mm-hmm. like what's the biggest way that in your life that you've, you've unsubscribed mm-hmm. and you know, definitely from the nine to five. Like I don't, I've never actually had a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had lots of really odd jobs, um, but you know, I, I never, I never was drawn to that. I never wanted to do the same thing every day. Yeah. And my mom actually was a career bureaucrat in uh-huh. DC. Uh-huh. You know, like she commuted into the city right. every day, right. nine to five, and and that was and that was great. And we need people to do that. Um, but I, I I saw the toll that that takes too, mm-hmm. and I would. You know, I think I just got the message pretty early on that, like, especially from her, like, I support you if you don't do this too. Right. Like, right. you have my support, that's and cool. it, you know, and that's and that's amazing because mm-hmm. not everybody has that. No. So. No. Yeah. Um, so I think like it felt really. I think my path thus far has felt really natural. Sounds like. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Uh, it's inter- yeah. It sounds like it all came, just one thing after another. Yeah. Um, and that you recognize it right away. Did you feel pressure at all? It sounds like your mom definitely wasn't pressuring you to do anything. Not, you know, I I think the only pressure really that I've felt is just sort of the societal, like the internal voice pressure Mm -hmm. of, okay, maybe I, maybe I should get a real job. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should, um, maybe I should have kids. Um, You know, maybe I should stop this like idea. Like I have so many ideas, you know, I'm, I'm sort of this like, natural like entrepreneur like I want to like create these communities and these ideas and launch these product projects and um you know maybe I should just stop that right. <laughs> maybe I should right. just stop that and focus on one thing and right. just do one thing and right. um but I think that that's you know I think that that's all I think I feel like that's societal pressure more than anything mm-hmm. more than any like pressure coming from one person in my life or anything mm-hmm. um and certainly pressure you know the societal um, pressure of like my own identity. Um, you know, I, I think like I've chosen paths in my life that where my, more my, I've, I've had to sort of like unsubscribe in terms of my own identity. Mm -hmm. Like, and even like not so much at Outward Bound, but, um, sort of the outdoor kind of guiding world in general is very male dominated. Mm -hmm. And so stepping into that was hard and challenging. Um, and, you know, and then and then stepping into where I am now, sort of like the the fitness industry, another sort of like pretty male dominated, you know, industry at the top, um, and have sort of just put myself out there. And I'm like, you know, I might be, I you know, I feel like my identity. People see me and they they might say, well, this doesn't match up. You know, it's kind of like when I was that 25 year old and I stepped out of the van and they're like, mm-hmm. that was not who you were expecting to get out of that van. Right. You know, right, right, <laughs> and. Uh, so I think a lot in my life that's been a theme of like, I, my identity is my unsubscription mm-hmm. and like where I go. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One question. So you all created this community of yeah community of people 
called strength ratio. Yeah. And it became a gym. Yeah. What's what's that mean? Strength ratio. I'm sure it's very basic for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It um I, it's based on the idea of so like as I was saying before, just you know strength being that platform that we want to give to people and to then move out into the world from, um, and then the the idea of the ratio of being of being the balance. Mm-hmm. So it's not just all about strength, but there's got to be some balance cool. there too with everything else going on in your life, life priorities, life goals, family, you know, all the things that whatever an individual might prioritize mm-hmm. as their balance. Mm-hmm. So just out of curiosity, you said some that some CrossFitters come here. Yeah. Um, do they come here to train for CrossFit? We yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. Sometimes they do. A lot of the um, and a lot of our individual um, clients that we coach both remotely and on site are um, would identify themselves as CrossFitters. Mm-hmm. And um um, you know, some, some of them are coming to us because they want to get more technical strength in technical, um, coaching in, um, the Olympic lifts, the snatch and clean and jerk, um, because that's one of our main focuses. Um, and you know, some of them are coming cause they need, they need to change it up. Mm-hmm. They want to, um, you know, they, maybe they've plateaued or maybe they've been injured and, um, they need to do something. They need to take a different approach. They need to take more of a long-term approach. Um, one of the major kind of um, guiding principles that we're really talking about a lot now is this I, this idea of sustainable training, and um, we've talked about it a lot on our podcast. Um, but but really be and that's a new kind of concept mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. especially when you look at the CrossFit world. Um, but this idea that you know training and you know it shouldn't be something that you that you get beat down from, mm-hmm. you know you got to get beat down a little bit, but you got to be able to recover and bounce back up. And, um, it's gotta be, you know, for, for our clients and the people we work with and kind of the message we want to send is really like, this should be sustainable so that you can keep doing what you love physically, but also sustainable from a standpoint of, um, is it balanced with the rest of your life? Mm -hmm. Cause if somebody's just, you know, they're coming in the gym and they're hitting all these PRs and they're doing really great, but their life outside is suffering and they feel like they're, you know, their their friends and family are distant and they're, or they're just unhappy when they're not in the gym. You know, that's not that's not good either. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not sustainable. Um, and so that's something that we really um, want to get across is to people is like this should be fun and um, this should be sustainable. We have a, a client that lives in Iowa who trains with Zach um, remotely and uh, her motto which is so great we've kind of adopted it a little bit is this is fun and you love it mm-hmm. and so as soon as like for her it's like okay as soon as i'm like i'm not in love with what i'm doing mm-hmm. that's that's a wake-up call mm-hmm. you know and so mm-hmm. we don't want people to push themselves so hard to the point where they're just unhappy you mm-hmm. know maybe they're doing great and getting prs but they're unhappy mm-hmm. like it's not worth it yeah. you know so um i think and i think um we have a lot of people kind of realizing you know, okay, like I don't have to be this grumpy person who's just, you know, I'm, I'm really restricting what I'm eating and I'm mm-hmm. like training six days a week and I'm always sore and right. I never get time to spend with my family. You know, who wants, who wants to be that person? Right. You know, right. it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just mentioned the podcast. You want to talk about it for a minute? Right. Yeah. Um, so we just started a podcast, um, the strength ratio podcast and, uh, it is, we're, our, our goal for 2018 is to uh, record one 
each week. Mm-hmm. It's a lofty goal, so yeah. we'll see if we can do that. It's a lot. Um, and it's, yeah. And um, we just kick around. Um, it's more of a round table. Um, so Zach and Kyle and I, and then our, our colleague, Eric Sobolowski, we kick around training ideas and methodologies. And a lot of the stuff um, we get through comments on social media where people are asking questions. And so we'll kick around some thoughts. We try to have a theme um, of each podcast. Um, for instance, one you know, might be where we talk about training age and um, sort of variability, like how, you know, different ages. So your training age and your um, biological age, mm-hmm. you know, how would that affect someone tra- from a training aspect? Um, but we have tons of tangents too. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, sure. it's pretty, it has a pretty loose and try cool. to keep it loose, fun structure. Uh-huh. Fun. Yeah. Um, you mentioned your goal for the podcast for 2018. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's January 4th and we're sitting here, standing here. Yep. These, what do you call these again? These boxes? These are called, um, they're called jerk blocks. Jerk blocks. Yeah. So we're standing here at jerk blocks and, uh, <laughs> in strength ratios, gym. Uh, but what is, like, do you have an intention for 2018? Like personal business? Personal, yeah, personal business. Um, personal. Um, you know, I'm not a huge resolution, New Year's resolution person, um, but I do love it as a time to really reflect and just look back. I think it marks a... Um, a really natural time um, in the year to do that and to just set some good intentions for the next year. Um, so personally, I um, last year, my, my one of my personal goals was just to have more fun and like mm-hmm. have that be a goal like of the gym, like have more fun and be mm-hmm. happy mm-hmm. And, and, and to not feel um, guilty about, about that, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, in terms of You know, in terms of my own sort of like competitive athletic goals, um, a couple years ago, I hit a point where I was so overly focused on my training and overly focused on competition and and numbers and that kind of thing. And um, and that and that really gave me fuel and gave us fuel to think about this whole idea of how sustainable trainings, how can we model sustainable training? How can we give this gift to our clients? How can we um, allow them to move in the world in this sustainable way where they're feeling really energized by what they're doing and they're not feeling um, beat up or they're not feeling guilty about maybe not going to the gym one day mm-hmm. or you know, not, not, not doing the thing that they should do. Mm-hmm. And so that was a big theme for me last year, mm-hmm. personally. And I think I'm just, I know I've still got growth. I know I've still got work to do in that area. And I'm going to carry that one into cool. my year personally, mm-hmm. um, although I think I've made some made some um, strides with it, but that's always that's always in the forefront for mm-hmm. me right now. Yeah, um, as a business, um, you know, we're um, we're trying to do some more professional marketing this year instead of um, the three of us just having to. You know, when you start a business, yeah. you're just like yeah. you're just doing everything. You're putting out mm-hmm. fires. You're you're doing all the accounting. You're doing the website. You're doing the coaching. You're do, you're just doing it all, and you're just multitasking like crazy. And you feel like you know the room's on fire, and you have like this one glass right. of water. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and so uh, I think that I think that our goal, big picture, is to is to realize, okay, we don't need to be doing putting out all of these fires. We don't need to be doing all of this. And so we're really trying to um, network and bring in a bigger team of people 
into strength ratio and um, partner more with people in the community. Mm-hmm. And um, we've got, um, we're working with a great person who's in Canada to do some marketing for us. Um, we're working with a amateur local photographer in town now to do some um, video work and photography work for us. Um, and so we're just, you know, we're trying to see that like, this is not just about, well, I'll speak for myself. This is not just about me and my coaching. Like mm-hmm. this is about a community mm-hmm. and it, you know, drawing people in and, and, and partnering. And that's like a big theme, I think for us as a business for this next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so out of all those fires, were there any huge challenges? Yeah. Uh, lots of, lots of, lots of little challenges, but, um, you know, we, we literally had a time where, and this is a, this is a good challenge, but we, we literally had days last year, this, you know, in 2017 where we didn't have enough equipment. Mm-hmm. We had enough people here and we didn't oh. have enough equipment, cool. yeah. <laughs> you know? And so there's stress in that to be like, Oh, uh, we like, we want everybody to be here, but yeah. we don't have enough equipment. Uh-huh. Oh crap. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so, um, so we've, we've gone through kind of a mini expansion, um, in more equipment and more space. And, you know, even though it's, it's good, it's exciting to expand. There's also stress that comes with that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, uh, you know, lots of little, just, just, just daily, daily mm-hmm. things, you know, personally, um, yeah, how about personally? I, well, personally for years, like I've been used to getting up, um, working in the fitness industry. I'm used to getting up really early because mm-hmm. Like people work out either before, if you're a nine to fiver, you got to work out before you go to work or after. So, um, you know, early mornings, late nights, that kind of thing. But that, you know, that comes with the territory. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I absolutely, you know, I, I wouldn't trade this for anything else, Yeah, you know? So, cool. Yeah. No, you seem, you seem uh, totally energized every time you're talking about it. Yeah. This whole time. Yeah. Um, is there anything you can think of? So we've talked a lot about the way in which mm-hmm. you've unsubscribed. Yeah. Like anything recently that you've like consciously, other than yeah. the intention to have fun. Yeah. Like new revelations in life, something you've consciously committed to. Um, on a personal level, I think I've realized that, you know, and you might be able to relate to this too, is that, you know, when I was working for Hourbound and, you know, I was like, oh, I'm so rich. Like I haven't had to pay for any housing or food mm-hmm. or, you know, I have all this money. Um, you know, and I, and I kind of went through life, like just very, um, you know, week to week, month to month, year to year, like, um, I'm I'm a very present focused person. Um, when there's something in front of me and something happening right then, that's where I am. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's really hard for me to plan actually for the future. And I'm trying to get better at that. Whether I, you know, where that's coming from is a little bit internal, but some of it's external because there's some of that like external, like, well, you're going to be 40 this year. You should probably start planning your financial future better. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so there's some of that. But internally, too, I'm actually really excited about the next couple of years of my life because I'm I'm excited to um, I'm finally seeing that if I can. Um, do what I love and I can be financially um, independent and, and, and free, like, wow, the world just opens up even yeah. more, you know? And Definitely. so I have a huge just personal goal of like for 2018 is to get out of some debt, just mm-hmm. personal debt that I have mm-hmm. and um, just get 
myself personally in a better position, get this business in a good position. Because I think the world, I'm, I'm finally seeing like, if I can plan better in that financial sense, mm-hmm. there, I can even be more free. Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, my 20s and 30s, I just thought like, well, this is just a burden. I don't want to have to plan out my, you know, budgeting and all of that. Right. And, you know, because I, I didn't really have to. I just kind of lived by, sure. oh, well, I'm working for Hour Bound and I'm getting mm-hmm. a paycheck and... I'll live in my van and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or I'll stay at my friend's house or I'll go visit some family so that I don't have to, you know. And so um, I think I'm, I think I'm, and, and so maybe that's how I'm, I'm either resubscribing, maybe I'm, I'm just late to the party on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also feels internal. It mm-hmm. feels like something that's coming from this excited place versus this place of like, I should be doing cool, these things. Cool. So doesn't sound like it's fear-based, whatever it is. It's definitely not fear-based. Yeah. It's, it's, which is, it's, is amazing because yeah. that's kind of how I've felt about it mm-hmm. previously, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm excited for, for my forties and to like break into, into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's something that's just, it's just not talked about enough in school. Yeah. yeah. Financial future. Right? Oh my gosh. Uh, like just basics, super basic stuff. Yeah. Instead of math, yeah. you know, or along with math, I should say. Along with math, yeah. finances should be taught. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's totally whack. Yeah. 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 The system. What's in your life right now that it might serve you to unsubscribe from? So it sounds like financial yeah. responsibility or financial irres- irresponsibility is a little, sounds a little harsh. Well, just financial... Uh, Non-planning, right? right. <laughs> I right. guess. Yeah. Um, what else? So that's you know, I I have a love-hate relationship with um, with social media, mm-hmm. and um, that's something that I won't ever completely be able to unsubscribe from. Mm-hmm. But I I want to be able to be conscious about when I'm engaging in social media and when I'm not engaging Mm -hmm. in it, you know, and so when I'm subscribing and when I'm unsubscribing to it, um, from a business standpoint, you know, it, it's absolutely necessary, you know, now like, and, and, uh, my business partners, Zach and Kyle, they're, um, you know, they're, they're, they're in their mid twenties. They're, they're at the height Uh of tech, what the technological world right now. Mm -hmm. And they're at the height of social media and they, um, they're, they're, they're so fun to work with because they, balance my almost 40 year old Mm -hmm. personality out and uh, you know this the the this the social media and creating a podcast for them and creating a instagram something and something like it it flow it's really natural natural, it's so natural for them and and that generation Mm -hmm. and um it really freaks me out Mm -hmm. and so it's pushed me into to ways to interact with social media and to to not to not be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, there's times when I'm just like, I just need to unplug that. There's just too much transmission out there in the mm-hmm. atmosphere. And, um, you know, so it's, I think it's just a balance, you know, it's great. You have two partners who are, yeah, know, who it's for whom it's totally into it. It's the water they breathe. It's the water they breathe. It's the it's water in, they swim in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. intuitive, you know, yeah. it's, and, um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's stretching me in these great new ways, and at, at the same time, um, you know, I, I also just want to interact with people. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, yeah, I don't want to have our phones out where we're looking right. at the latest, right. like, the latest video, the latest this, right. the, you know, right. um, and 
So yeah. I, you know, it's love hate. I, sh- I, sh- I struggle. Mm-hmm. I unsubscribe and subscribe at different times. Yeah. <laughs> no, I go through weeks, not for this so much. This is like a once or twice a week. Yeah. Posting on Instagram. Yeah. You know, and it'll grow organically and whatever. Yeah. It's like a, it's a creative outlet as much as anything else. Yeah. Uh, but my other business, it's just like, I go through periods where it's just so natural to post every yes. day. I have to stop myself from posting too much. I mean, yes. You know, people have theories about how much you should be posting to me once a day is plenty. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, lately I've been withdrawn and just, yeah. I haven't wanted to post anything. Yeah. 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 Oh, I go through that too. Yeah. It's an ebb and a flow and yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I did think of one thing is yeah. so you, like you're growing this business. Yeah. It's, it's beyond full time. I'm sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, it's a, it's a balance too. I do still, um, do quite a bit of, um, massage therapy work. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I recognize that I cannot do that forever mm-hmm. though. Just physically, I can't do it forever. And, um, and so I, 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 I love doing massage therapy and there's, there's a whole slew of things we could talk about with that. But, um, I also recognize I'm probably not going to do that for my, the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, um, but I, but it's a balance cause I, I run my own practice with massage and, um, and then help run strength ratio, um, work with online clients and clients here coaching in person in Asheville. So it's a balance. It's a juggle between all those things, but that's, I like it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm one of those people, like, I don't know if you've figured this out yet in Nashville, but Asheville is one of those places where you get there and you're like, oh, nobody just has one job. Like, mm-hmm. people have, it's probably very similar to Boulder. Mm-hmm. Like, you have, like, every, people here have, like, three jobs. Right. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> this part-time, this part-time, and then occasionally you help a friend put on weddings or uh-huh. whatever it is, yeah. or do do flowers or, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so I kind of thrive in that environment. Mm-hmm. And so I can, by, by keeping my massage practice alive, and, and it's something that does feed me, I'm able to kind of, feel that like that energy mm-hmm. of like oh I ha- I'm doing this project and I'm doing this and I'm doing this and and I and I really like that um and more so I think what, physically I don't think I can do massage for you know my whole the rest of my career working career um but also you know the way the reason I got into massage was because I thought, okay, I'm going to do a great job of like helping people get rid of injuries and resolving pain, and absolutely, massage can can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it can't be the only one thing. Mm-hmm. And so I realized that early on in my massage career, um, and you know, I I realized the thing that's really going to help people resolve chronic pain that I've seen is that. They may do massage, but they're also, maybe they have a yoga practice Mm -hmm. or they have a strength training practice Mm -hmm. or they're doing something outside of just that therapy session. They're actively engaged in their healing and Mm -hmm. their health. Mm -hmm. And I realized that's the key. Yeah. And massage just can help launch somebody into even more healing. Mm -hmm. But you've got to have that, you know, that person taking an active role. Yeah. And... And in, in their in their body and their healing, yeah. and you know, I, I realized like, wow, I, I can't help people if they're not willing to, right. if they're not willing to do the stretching or the strength training or the accessory stuff that they really actually mm-hmm. need mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Um, and so, I I, uh, I kind of pulled back because of that from massage for for a couple of years, um, because I felt like I was just spinning my wheels. You mm-hmm. know, I was like, 
working a lot of hours and not really feeling like I was helping people right. because they got to the point where they couldn't or wouldn't help themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, that's kind of now when I, the people that I work with now in massage are primarily, um, primarily a pretty active group of people in Asheville. Um, but I would say not just active physically, it's more of a mindset. It's more of um, people who are, are willing to, you know, take a role in their own health and their healing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, that's the, the group that I'm excited about yeah. working with. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's not that I don't want to work with people who, who aren't. And I, I, I've sort of like, it's been my mission. I've, I've had a couple, some clients who I'm like, I've made them my mission to be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make you an active person, not mm-hmm. active physically, but like be, a, what am I trying to say? Proactive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's people who I kind of feel like they just got lost. Like yeah. they just, I couldn't help them. I couldn't give them what they needed at that time. And, and, and that's okay. It is what it is, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I kind of realized, wow, I can help people more through my coaching work right now. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if, if massage helps bolster that and speed that up in any way, great. But I think the key is just, you know, getting people the mindset to, to, um, to kind of take control of their, their destiny or their mm-hmm. future, you know, yeah, and not just sit back and have things like the mindset of like, oh, that things are happening to mm-hmm. me. This is like my shoulder hurts. This is happening to me. Right, you know, right. It's, you know, so. That's so interesting. Yeah. As opposed to I hurt my shoulder. Yes. Yeah. What can I do about it? Yeah. yeah. And and actually, I didn't say this, but early on, before I went to massage school, I was, you know, almost subscribed into that world of I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to do um, physical therapy, mm-hmm. PT. That's that's the most natural step for me getting out of route we're bound. I love doing physical stuff. I want to help people. And I actually saw in a lot of the kind of prep work to um, apply to physical therapy school that I was like, wow, there's just so many, for one thing, there's, it's a huge bureaucracy. There's a lot of paperwork and almost these barriers to actually helping people, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. um, and also just people that didn't want to be helped, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so it just, re- it kind of turned me off, yeah. you know, and I thought, well, I can kind of, you know, I'm not doing physical therapy, but I can, I can help people in this whole other way that, and, and, and unsubscribe and pull out from this whole system that people just get lost in, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so. It's the one thing I would add to everything you said is I think people's roles have their roles in their own health. I think it has to be a pretty much daily yeah. you know, or near daily. Thing, yeah. You know, like yeah. just more and more I'm realizing that exercise needs to be you have to move your body. Yes. Every day. Every day. In some and way. In some way. Yeah. In some way, you know. It doesn't have to be It doesn't have yeah, to be It doesn't st- have to be a wad, you know. No, it doesn't <laughs> have to be high intensity. Right. You know. Yeah. And in in fact, you know, go for just a walk. go for a walk like yeah. just base um just sort of endurance and moving moving slowly over a over a long distance, mm-hmm. going for a hike, going for a walk. I mean, mm-hmm. it it, it you know, it also has the, the benefit of, you know, resetting our mind and our, yeah. you know, just especially if we can be outside, mm-hmm. um, which is why I love Somerville's work, uh-huh. you know, just yeah. the connection to nature and, yeah, totally. and having worked in the outdoors too. Like it just, you know, I, that's something that we're really in Boulder, you are too, but we're really lucky here in Asheville to have so many trails that are so close to town. Yeah. Like you can get to so much nature within minutes mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's just such a great resource to take advantage of. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah. Yeah. Do you have any, so you, you're working on the business full time more or less yeah. uh, and little massage. Uh, do you have any personal physical goals? Um, I, this goal, yes, I do. Um, I would like to compete at the world championships, um, for masters weightlifting this in 2018, um, which I've competed at the national level as a weightlifter and I've competed, um, in the international level at the Pan American championships. And so world championships would be that whole next level up. Yeah. And I've, and I've been working on doing that for a couple of years. And so I think my hope is that in 2018 things will come together and that I can take part in that, um, which is slated right now to be in Spain. Um, we'll see they, there's talk of them potentially changing it, but, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. And I, you know, a personal goal that I had, um, for this past year from a coaching perspective is that I've got to coach two lifters, two of my own lifters in their first national meets. Um, as a coach and that was amazing because I've competed at that level but to um, work with people and coach people to get to that point to even qualify to get to that point and then to get to that point was a really big milestone for me personally this past year and um, and that's that's a huge reason of why I do what I do and it's not just that I get the reward when people compete it's even simple stuff like somebody you know can um, run without pain uh-huh. Or somebody can do a yeah. squat and not have knee pain, or yeah. they can do a deadlift and not have back pain. Like that is, that's I love that. You yeah. know, like that's yeah. why I do what I do. Yeah. And um, so, it's I've just been reflecting back on all the the, the victories that sort of like all the clients that I work with this mm-hmm. past year have had, and and also just like helping them kind of reset. Like, okay, what are you know, where are we going this year? You know, and mm-hmm. what are the goals? And and to hear actually a lot of them come back and say. Mm-hmm. I just want to keep doing what I'm doing and be pain-free and injury-free. I don't care about the numbers. I don't mm-hmm. care about like the, the times of what I'm doing. I just want to, that is huge to yeah. hear people say it. Like, cause they're kind they're kind of getting it. Like we've actually had, you know, this is something I think about of like, I don't know how you would phrase this question, but um, for me, I think about, okay, well who are like, have we had people that had just have just not been a good fit for us mm-hmm. as a model? Mm-hmm. And we absolutely have. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> we, you know, it's, it's, you know, with the new year and everything, I kind of take stock on, okay, what went well, but then also, okay, what didn't go well or, or just what was, you know, didn't pan out the way you wanted it to. And, um, you know, there's not a ton, but there's definitely um, people that have started working with us where, you know, when they just don't quite, and because we're asking them to subscribe to, to our methodology. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they, and when they just don't buy in or just to the, to that philosophy, this idea of long-term and, and sustainable and, um, you know, it's just not a good fit Mm -hmm. and, and it's sad to see a client go. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's not a good fit for them. And so, you know, it's, it's not a good fit for us. Maybe, maybe at a different time, you know, in their life, um, it'll make more sense. It's better for everyone. It's better for everyone. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but it feels really good to be doing something where there's a distinct um, philosophy and a, and a goal mm-hmm. to where somebody can see like, okay, this is really what I need right now. Mm-hmm. I need to dial it back, get, work on my technique, get out of pain. Um, I need you guys to help do that. And then there's people who, 
you know, they're like, well, I don't really want to dial it back. I want to keep lifting heavy mm-hmm. and having bad technique. And like, well, yeah. I don't know if we can help you then, right. Right. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. So it can't be all things to all people. Right. So. Right. So. Right. So cool. Anything else you want to finish with? Um, I just want to say thank you. No way. Thank you. Thank because, yeah. and also thank you to Somerville who connected us Yeah. because, um, this has just been such a great opportunity to, in preparation to, mm-hmm. to do this, to, to reflect and just think about the, the, the act of unsubscribing, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that's a new concept mm-hmm. in my mind. Mm-hmm. And so I thank you for, um, putting it out there and yeah. letting me babble on about it. And <laughs> also, you know, doing, doing the work that you and Jenna yeah. are doing where you're, you're going out and you're finding people and you're sharing the stories because, you know, sometimes you just think you're just, you're just, you know, you're just living your life. You're just doing right. your thing. You have no idea like, Oh, that there's all these little connections potentially to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, that maybe having, you know, their lives may be different, but there, there, there can be these themes and yeah. So I just really thank you so much oh, I- for doing what you're doing and allowing me to have this reflection, especially at this time of year, right. you know? Right. So it's like a fun, the whole, the whole country is in collective reflection for a Absolutely. minute. Right? It's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and thank you for making the time you're running a business. Yeah. Uh, I'm totally energized just by being around you. And yeah. if I were here in Nashville, I would be here in a second. Actually. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. So yeah, if I come back, maybe I'll come in for, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Please, please, yeah, please. Yeah. Um, whenever you're in Asheville, the door is always open. Um, and to do to to train to do a coaching session to do whatever you know to sit down and have coffee and so nice yeah awesome thank you thank you yeah yeah boom awesome becca lee pow what a cool person and uh, i love her goals for the year and i imagine the community that she and her partners have created at strength ratio uh, is pretty awesome given how awesome she is and uh, I met her partner Zach super quickly uh, in passing and he seemed pretty great so you can check out their community or or find the address for their gym in Asheville at strengthratiohq.com and also uh, you can follow Becca directly on Instagram she is Becca Lee 53 kg that's B-E-C-C-A-L-E-E 5-3-K-G. Uh, and I don't know much about that community, uh, like the the weight training community, um, but it looks like she puts up some pretty serious weights. Uh, very fun Instagram feed to follow. So that's Becca. Uh, if you have any questions or want to get in touch with me, you can email me lr at unsubscribeshow.com. It's lr at unsubscribeshow.com. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Cheers.